Hey everybody, me, Nick, and Kick sit down to discuss Ethereum ranging and what that means for the NFT space right now and what our predictions are on whether we've already seen the bottom for the crypto markets and how the macro uh, conditions are impacting the crypto and NFT markets right now. Captain Kicks recently bought other deeds. He bought a Moonbird, so he's been making moves in the market. We talk about the thought process behind the, uh, those moves, and then we discuss which projects in the market we're interested in. As usual, this content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. In this episode, we are discussing the crypto markets ranging. Meanwhile, there are isolated pumps in the NFT space, including the Yuga Labs Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem. As usual, nothing in this video is financial advice. We are not financial advisors. The NFT space is insanely risky. So always do your own research. And as always, if you enjoy the content, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button. It really helps us out. Gentlemen, we all have our shades on. We don't know exactly why, um, yep. but I'm rolling with it. Your audio was choppy there for a minute, but we're back. Was it? It was, but uh, anyways, moving anyways, on. Uh, we got <laughs> kicks. What's up, man? <laughs> Wait, we can't <laughs> even see your sunglasses. Your head's tilted so far forward. What are you, what are you looking at right now? I'm all in. You're all in? Oh, All so you're in. playing poker. Here we go. So this is uh, Kix's poker, um, poker moves. I got it. Really excited for today's show. <laughs> well, really excited <laughs> well, to have you. Is there anything that you'd like to add to that? Outside of the fact that you're excited, we're actually live on the show right now. I'm feeling good. I got pocket aces. <laughs> I got. And, I'm reading the market right now. And, okay. and and in terms of those pocket aces, what would you call an accurate metaphor in the NFT space? The subject matter of this show, King Crown Moonbird. There we go. So you're feeling pretty good with your with your new Moonbird. I was yeah. looking at that one. I was definitely eyeball eyeing that one. You, you swooped really in. Really good. You picked it up. You made the move. You know, I've been blue chipless for since uh, you know. February really then had a brief moonbird two whole weeks. Other than that, I've been kind of, you know, felt like a kind of just a homeless person out on the streets, like, you know, standing <laughs> up on a little podium and, and preaching the gospel, but everyone walks by because you're wearing rags, you know, and now I'm back in the game. Some people, uh, such as those in the comments, as well as the profile itself would call this a queen crown. So I'm wondering um, what your thoughts are on that versus a king's crown. Uh, have you uh, heard about the king of England lately? Uh, no, because I have. Yeah, because be there's honest. not one. Because there's just the queen of England. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're just saying the crown? Just uh, this is based on the this is based on Britain. She literally owns Canada as well. So like, <laughs> you know, don't don't hate on the queen. Okay. Well, there we go. So uh, the breaking news of today is that uh, Captain Kicks owns a moonbird with a queen's crown, and he's feeling very confident based on that. What we'll find out later in this episode is whether or not he wants to discuss anything else uh, other than uh, for those who are also on the audio, he's currently <laughs> not even looking at the camera 
as though there's a game uh, that's going on and he doesn't want us to read, you know, his chips, um, even though they're all on a public ledger. So I got a lot prepped for this show. I'm ready. Okay. Well, okay. Well, we're let's here. Let's rock and roll. Let's, so, let's go. <laughs> what, what do you want to discuss? P.O. kick us off. <laughs> I, I kicked us off four minutes ago. Uh, uh, kicking us off, ladies and gentlemen. Captain Kicks is going to take it away. <laughs> talking about <laughs> crypto ranging. This is King Kicks. I mean, look at that moonbird. That thing is on point. Uh, lay it on us, Kixie. Are you like chewing, chewing it's tobacco? It's either going to go. It's either going to. Yes, I am. Nicorette. Um, <laughs> either. I don't know. I'm seeing some people getting shaken out right now in this range, right? It's it's a tight range. Really curious to hear NFT Nick's thoughts on this range. Yeah, it could go lower. Yeah, Europe is having some serious problems right now. Noted, right? U.S. ain't looking too good. Noted. You know, you know it's bad when Drucken Miller is getting a lot of quotes on Twitter. You know what I mean? And that guy, you know, he's like saying it's all going downhill. But I'm a big MACD guy, okay? And the MACD is going to cross or it's not going to cross. And prob- this week it's happening or it's I don't not th- happening. I don't think it is. And if it doesn't happen, it's going to get real fucking ugly out there. Let me tell you that much. Like we're talking ETH back down to a thousand best case scenario. But if it doesn't, we may see an explosion here in the near future. So we have uh, the hourly, we have the daily, we got the weekly, we got the monthly. Uh, we can pull it up. What's going on here on the crypto side of things? We had these two. Uh, I've been just charting these triangles for a bit. Uh, you'll see here. This has just been what I've been watching, and it keeps executing properly, uh, either breaking down. We're breaking up. And also, we're going to need to look at your chart in a moment, Captain Kicks, to get your sort of reading on your site. So get get prepared for that because um, everyone's really excited for your sort of <laughs> big back D trading. Um, so on the on the daily or uh, sorry, on the hourly. Uh, yeah, we broke down and then immediately went after the exact target that I said for this, which was 1150. Um I don't know if we're consolidating here. There's a broader thing that I've been watching, which is a more interesting pattern, which is what I'm looking at here is basically, this is not your standard um, fallen uh, wedge or whatever, but it is interesting. We've seen flat lines of uh, resistance right here in this range at around 1240. And then we have this accumulating. Now, I don't know if this is, um, we got to wait and see what happens here. If this goes through this, this is just, this is not enough data for me to actually even draw this line, but I do have it right now. I'm waiting to see what happens on this downturn. Are we just getting a repeat of, like, are we going to just go sideways in this range? There's a lot of money you can make just uh, going between a nice 25% every, you know, other week is, I mean, look at that chart. The green candles, red candles, green candles, red candles. Yeah, it's just up, down, up, down, up, down. That's what it, that's what that is. That's the technical analysis for you, the way that that's working. Okay. And when you go out to the weekly, <sighs> we're just going to zoom back, zoom, zoom, zoom. I got some other levels down here. 
Uh, wow. The, you know, the problem is, is I need to reset this. So these lines, because each, each level no, like gets, gets reset when you go at a uh, daily, weekly, uh, and hourly, you get different levels. Um, but we're just ranging at the moment and waiting to see if we, we drop lower here, uh, into this previous high down here at around 800, I guess. Um, that's where I'm looking. Somewhere in this range, if we go down below, I don't know where this level came from when I, where I drew this line. That must have been on the daily. On the weekly, this is what we're looking at. And uh, on the monthly, zoom in way out. Way, 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 way out. We're Was just that big line up top, 4,000? I like that one. We're not... <laughs> when we get like, there. I'm going to delete that. Chart, chart me how we get there. I'm going to delete that one. So what we what we would look for uh, with that, let me just chart that out for you, is it would just look something like this. So that's how we go up there. Okay. I'm just kidding. There's no oh, way in hell that's ever happening. Um, actually, that's 2025 where I drew that line. So that's not uh, that's not unreasonable. Maybe we uh, sit here for a bit. We do a little this. We do a little that. We go out into 2024, 25. Here's the only bullish thing that I'm thinking about, okay? The, the, that the news out there is so bad. Like, what really makes the news worse? Like, uh, inflation goes from 8.4 to 8.6. Big whoop. It's up. It's a, it's a, in the eights, okay? It's like gas going from 5 bucks to 5.20. You're already broke. You know, the extra 20 cents a gallon. It's like, whatever. Like, I need, I need gas at 3 bucks. You know, 5 to 5.20 doesn't matter for me. So... What I'm thinking is, what if it's ten dollars for gas though? Could be, you know. We'll see what Putin's up to. Um, my <laughs> thought process is that every single time, like every single sort of like big market breakdowns, if you look at them, like if you look at 2007, 2008, it, it, like you don't just go straight down 80 percent and then go straight down to like down 90 percent. Right. That like in every single it, it like I think the same thing happened in 2000, 2001 as well. Every single time that there's like an absolute market breakdown, you have this first brutal set off. Then you have a crazy relief rally. I'm talking like 100 percent gains on like growth tech stocks and stuff Giants. like that. Relatively 100 percent from the bottom. Right. You go from 4000 to ETH to 1000. Then you go to ETH to 2000 and then you go down to like 800 or 700. Right. That's when I've been studying the previous like market meltdowns. That's the pattern you typically see. And it kind of makes sense, right? It like hits a bottom. People are probably over shorting or overly bearish or in cash. It has this kind of crazy relief rally. Everybody thinks like, oh, we're back on music's playing again. And they get sucked back in and then it goes down. So I think you can play my point being that there's two plays here. One is, is that we have hit the bottom. Two is, is that we haven't hit the bottom, but we're going to get a mega relief rally in the, in the near future. And you can play that trade um, and then, you know, try to buy back in. So I, I see one way to go down and I see two ways to go up. One's a bullish way to go up and one's a bearish way to go up. What if for the first time ever, we don't get a sizable relief rally? What if for the first time ever that just happens and we just go straight down after this? Like I'm going to be down thing. a couple six figs then. <laughs> But you know that's the game, man. So kicks to be clear. <laughs> what the fuck is going? This water break. Doctor disrespect on the stream right now. Um, 
So kicks, do you think we've seen the bottom? I'm not sure, but I think there's a good chance we've seen a temporary bottom. Nick? It's just like when you when you think yeah. about things, it's like Ethereum's down 80%. Could could we go down 90%? Yes. There was a chart that I sent Pio the the other day, and no, it wasn't a picture of my genitals. It was <laughs> uh, a chart of the history of markets going down. And um, a market's never gone down. One second. The S&P, there's this... Um, there's this great chart of the S&P 500 uh, bear market history over time compared to others. And it just shows that we like, I don't know, it looks like we're halfway through this. Show me the, show me the one time when everybody thought the market was going to go keep going down and it keeps going down. Well, I don't know what the overall sentiment was at that moment in time, so that's going to be very difficult for me to do. 2020, everybody's like, you know, when the markets are down, you know, crazy amounts, everyone's like, we're, we're going, like, it's it's over. It's oh, over. yeah, you're talking about COVID, yeah. And then no, even what, before that, 2018, 20, 2018 Q4 collapse, Trump was, you know, like, tweeting that he was going to fire Jerome Powell, like, shit was getting dicey. And everybody was like, oh, this is the great everything bubble meltdown. Like, it's done for. It's KO. Like, we're in the gutter. We're dead. That's what everybody was saying. When everybody says something's going to happen, then statistically, like, is everybody just going to sit in cash and we're all just going to time the marketing? Because that's never happened. Mm. This is the chart I was looking at. Someone in our Discord actually shared it. I'm blanking on who it was. But this is kind of what I was picturing. And it all it all goes down. Now, in every single bear market, everyone's like, this is the worst. The world is over. Nice member. And uh, that's where we're headed, uh, down into the dumpster of hell. Um, and this time, I don't know, you know which one's different. The ones that look bad is 1929, 1931, 1931 to 32, 1932 to 33. Kind of a lot of shitty ones there, huh? And those, those yeah, that was were also like, known as the Great Depression. Yeah, those were very fast. Look at this one, 1937 to 38. Could you imagine having lived through that period of time? How many like negative, just huge drops that that, that is? I guess it went on a run from 32 at some point in 1932. And then it came, then boom, crash again. I mean, that's, that's as bad as it gets. They're discussing this as, here's the interesting thing, though, is that a lot of these are extended periods of time. And it's not clear, you know, what this is going to look like. This one was interesting. This 2007, 2008, we were just hovering there for a bit, ranging, kind of like we're ranging right now, you know? And then kaboom, the final, the final blow off um to the downside so i i don't know you know it, it's impossible to predict which of these it, it, like look at these squiggly lines and figure out which of these is going to happen it's quite difficult to say i'd say so um speak all right on to the nft space <laughs> ranging no I, I like listening no no uh, no let's 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 move on i'm down with it uh, so I like listening to macro perspective, and macro perspective is actually like pretty much the most important so it's like thing. Useless charts. 
Oh, yep. One, next time, one, uh, maybe next time I'll watch your show. <laughs> one, one, closing, it, one closing thought, right? Like here, here's the example, right? Amazon, uh, 16th of September, 2008 is at like four bucks, right? From there to like the end of October, it goes from four bucks to like 2020, right? $2.20 gets absolutely demolished, shredded, like down 50%, right? Then it goes all the way up to three bucks. So 50% rally and then it pukes again. That's what I'm kind of saying is that we've we've seen a ton of these things do good companies do 30% retracements like okay companies doing 60 like highly speculative companies doing like 80 90% retracements we've seen ETH we've seen Bitcoin all do massive retracements I'm not saying that we're maybe at the total bottom I'm just thinking that there may be one of those wild relief rallies where in the period of three four weeks you see massive run run ups 50% plus some in like the 100% plus range and then we get a further meltdown closing thought okay okay Nick, um, over to nfts dude i was gonna say one last thing that someone pointed out here tyler said in the great depression those impoverished ate shoe leather po are you ready so that's what we're all trying to figure out here are you ready to eat shoe leather yeah he's screwed he doesn't own any shoes that are leather i've been eating shoe leather since tyler was in diapers <laughs> tyler they give, they give that to Italian babies just to build character, you know, like it's a little like beef jerky strip, but it's just straight shoe leather. Tyler's jaw, man. Like Tyler, if we went jaw to jaw, man, I'd be chewing you out. You know what I mean? So don't worry about. If we went jaw to jaw, yeah, man. We, we went... don't want a jaw with Killer P. Yo, Come if, on now. if we wanted to, it, it, yo, I will out chew anybody <gasps> with leather. You know, I will out chew the leather versus anybody. Put me face to face. Jaw to jaw. Shout out to Tigbo dropping the $1.69 donations. Multiple times. Multiple times because we're we're impoverished out here. Um, and uh, at the you end of the day. You get some good shoe leather for that right there. I'll tell you that much, P.O. Um, excited to talk NFTs. I got a lot of thoughts. Let's, let's dive into it. Let's dive in. So there is a school of thought that I actually think that I believe in, which is when... ETH ranges, you know, when ETH trades sideways for a prolonged period of time, the market shifts its attention to the NFT space because NFTs become the way that you can actually accumulate a sizable amount of ETH and thus, you know, have some some bigger trades. We're kind of seeing that. Or, I mean, a little bit, right? Are, are we yep. kind of seeing that right now? I, I think so. And it's simply the fact that, you know, you buy a stock, or you know, you buy a token, you get literally nothing. Uh, but with these, you get a profile picture. Oh, I, I don't. And they're way more fun to trade. They're yes. simply way more fun to trade. But, but I do the, agree with you from a technical perspective, hundred percent spot on. Whenever ETH chops, that's like the best environment for NFTs. And we've Choppy been saying ETH. this for a while since last year. Yeah, we always said like, uh, like slowly moving up ETH. Okay, slowly moving down ETH. Okay, choppy ETH, perfect. Rippy up ETH, very bad. Rippy down ETH, very bad. And that, our ebook on that's coming out in two months. You also can pay for it in ETH. You have to pay for it in ETH. Um, ETH Rippy okay. is the name of that book. 
Ethco Rippy, what do? Question mark. <laughs> you, you know, n- Nifty Nick, y- you bought the local bottom of the fine art NFT market when you bought your Damien, Damien Hurst. And then you bought the local bottom of the whole NFT market when you bought your CryptoPunk. Those were good moves. Good job. Uh, what like do you time think? Time and time again, I just continue to absolutely perfectly execute on my larger trades. Very good. Very good. What's next, genius? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the name of the game is Wait. Uh, I actually don't believe that punks, uh, this is a great run that punks are having right now. We are not done with the bottom of this. I think a lot of people right now think we are. And I think that those people are potentially wrong. I don't even trust it right now. When, when you're feeling good and you're feeling great in a bear market, just check yourself. Yeah. Just check yourself yeah. because the market is going to come in and wreck the shit out of you. All yeah. of a sudden, you're going to be like, what did, What was I What was I thinking uh, spending that much on that punk? I think the punk thing is going to end up looking like a smart trade, but I think there's a period of time where I may be a little bit uncomfortable where I'm going to be down 20, 30 grand, uh, which Maybe. We, we didn't finish the conversation. I didn't execute with kicks, and then he went but off and bought really- a moonbird. Did you really want to share your punk with Kex? He only wanted to share it if the price went down. Then he would have been DMing me left and right. He'd, no, be, he'd be like, no. yo, what's up with that 30%? No, I'm fucking with you. I think I think the biggest thing I was trying to figure out is like, how do I... I mean, I'm fine uh, sharing it. It was more, how are we going to rock this thing? Like, what's the uh, what's the I bought the Moonbird so that you can maintain uh, 100%. The, the visibility on it. You know what I mean? So I don't need to use it for my profile pic. Now I got one. Now you're not so worried. I'm here. Hit and me you up. You want to do me. the punk? Slide me in my DMs <laughs> so if you want. Okay. If you want me to get on thirty percent. We're doing both. All right. I like that, dude. That's baller as shit. Maybe that's I take pretty... that. Maybe I take that. Buy a moonbird, and now we got a nice diversified portfolio. Dude, look at that. Dude. That's a that's a double Dutch edge, dude. Where you both, you know, li- no, that's a double Dutch lever. That's just levering up. I love dude, it. Dude, I'm just throwing it right back in. Right back in. Dude. Ships on the table. Got a bird. But hey. I got a moonbird. I got a punk. I got an ape. I got a mutant. I got like I mean that's as stacked you as you possibly could get. You I need would a need coda. a fidenza and a coda would be would be a nice thing and a squiggle. I was gonna say if you bring in fidenzas, then you need a ring or a, a squiggle. You know all this different shit. Uh, real quick, okay. So there's a couple of things. There's one thing I definitely want to talk about, and that's Kicks's recent buys. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Captain Kicks, uh, Captain Kicks was extremely active throughout 2021 in the top 0.1 percent, I believe, of NFT traders. I mean, in it terms didn't make volume. sense. Like it literally did not make sense. Just uh, observing his behavior was one of the most irrational things that that I could say <laughs> I've ever observed, which is why it was so entertaining. It, it's called being a fucking legend and just absolutely <laughs> capitalizing on a moment. And uh, I don't know that many guys that did it at that level. He, he's a fucking legend. But you've been quiet, you know, at times. Um, yeah, I did and- this thing. I launched an NFT company and then I launched another one. Um, yeah, yeah. you have too, much, too many businesses. But the point I'm trying to make is that you bought other deeds and you bought a Moonbird. Yes. And I have to think that something prompted you to do those two things. And I bought three Mebits. And you bought three Mebits. I mean, you're yeah. deploying fucking capital in NFTs right now. Uh, why? Like, what do you see coming? 
Um, I mean, I'd be throwing in a lot more money if I was like, you know, uh, massively bullish, but, and, uh, I wish that I had the gonads to have been pulling the trigger closer to when Nick was making those moves because like you could have gotten Moonbirds at like, you know, dude, such a discount. 19 20 grand you yeah know it was I mean? less though it was like 17 grand i think yeah you could have got a me i got a me bit for three grand that was like my pico bottom buys i got a me bit for three grand you know what i mean but i should have been deploying a lot more there um i mean mostly for me it's just that like i i have nothing in my bags you know what i mean and so when i was traveling to la a couple of weeks ago i did like a captain kicks like financial analysis and i came up with a number of the total amount that I want to deploy into this market, into this bear market, whatever you want to call it. And then I divided that by half and I said, okay, I'll put in half in now. Um, and then the other half I'm going to wait for, you know, if stuff gets way worse. And then I cut that in half and I put half into NFTs, half into crypto. So I have like a little fund, a little NFT fund where I was like, okay, now, now I'm going to start accumulating a little bit. I also want to keep my hands in the game. You know what I mean? Because if my hands get out of the game, it's not going to be good. And let's be real, dude. I've been a real shit trader for like the last two months. So I've really needed to kind of hit reset on, you know, like the, the Pico top was just losing like 35 grand on, uh, on PXN. You know, that was like, a, okay, <laughs> you know, let's be smart about this, you know? Um, and I, I started trying to nibble a little bit about Gossamer Seeds dumb idea um <laughs> but yeah so i was you know at a point in time i was okay i got a me bit at like three i got another me bit at like four i got another me bit at like 4.5 got a couple bits um loved the nick crypto punk trade that's why i was like oh man that's a great that's a great like you know blue chip kind of look at that uh, thing um uh, but then dude, something has always drawn me to moonbirds something has always drawn me to moonbirds and it was one. Of, it was my favorite profile pick by far, other than maybe the ape. Just because, like an ape, an ape and a punk, they have like a certain status to them that just like Big makes time. you makes you feel cool. Um, but like Moonbird, in terms of just like all around loving it, has always been one for me. And it's funny because right after I bought it, two of my friends hit me up, and they both said the same thing without me prompting them at all. They said that that was their favorite PFP project right now. And Damn. yeah. And so I was like, I want to get back in the game on Moonbirds. Also, when you think about an NFT project, like a lack of drops that the project has done is bullish because then you can almost, you almost have to put that expected value into the price. Right. So like part of the reason why Moonbirds are so strong is that like they haven't done an official, like the, the oddity one was just kind of like a claim, you know what I mean? Like collab kind of thing. I think that they did with Moonbirds, right? It's not like an official, like it's this official. Is, it's official, but it's not like they're mutant. It's like their board ape kennel club. Yeah, but it's not like they're mutant, right? Is that fair? I, think I don't that's know. Fair. It may be. It may be closer to their mutant from what they've been tweeting recently, but I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the floor is thin as as fun. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, it if you look is. at if you look at Clone X, like what has Clone X you know, kind of printed out out of clone X so far. Like the, the capsules have already came out. Like monolith has already came out. Right. Like, uh, you know, uh, Azuki did beans. So they did their beans, but like, I think with Moonbirds, there's just probably a lot on the pipeline and betting on Kevin Rose 
never a bad bet. So I felt really happy about this one because this is one I just want to kind of hold. And also I sold my Moonbird at like 2x the price so I can like justify it in my head. Even if I lose like 15K on this, I'm still up, you know? My issue at the moment is that the technicals aren't great on ETH and I expect one more uh, dump here. And uh, we have not yet reached full um, capitulation. It's just the vibe that I have primarily because what has improved like on the macro level that we're like, like that we're just like, oh yeah, this is looking great. Instead, we have Markets Europe are with looking. not great, with maybe not having access to uh, energy. Like we, we, ha we have, uh, or oil. We have um, food shortage issues. You got Sri Lanka just like imploding. Not that that's relevant to the NFT market, but I just, it's indicative of broader global strife, I would say, uh, that holistically there are problems that abound at the moment. And so... I just don't think that a lot of these different things are going to instantly uh, turn around. So I'm sort of waiting. I'm a little nervous about my CryptoPunk. Um, I mean, you could sell it right purchase. now for like a $50,000 gain, could you not? Okay, n not that big. Uh, but uh, 30? Yeah, probably. And what's the time? How long has it been? A couple Three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Coming fine. in on a month? Close to a month. Nine more days, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... You get long-term cap gains in the NFT space if you hold it for longer than a month. <laughs> if you hold it for four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been holding it for longer than a month. I get the long-term cap gains. I mean, the thing about the macro is that, you know, all of this stuff is known, you know? Like, we're already down bad. You know, markets, like, rip before, like, the uh, it, it's forward-looking. I think we're waiting on the... Um... We're waiting on earnings season. We're waiting to see this play out. We're waiting to see uh, how far the Fed pushes the interest rates, which there is an unknown factor there as to how aggressive that they get. Uh, we don't, there, there's just variables that we don't necessarily know. We, there's unknowns is all, is all I'm saying. So that's where we're at at the moment. But your Moonbird does look dope. And I think like as these prices keep going down, it's not really like the worst thing to accumulate blue chips. Uh, and that's where we're seeing, unsurprisingly, the vast majority of action in this market at this point in time over in recent weeks has really gone toward the blue chips and to art. And I'd say blue chips within the art side of things, those that are the most respected projects. Like the most respected, because not even Hearst, right? Like Hearst, it's, it's seen some appreciation, but it's not like, like squiggles have basically doubled. You keep oh, having chop on that audio, and I don't know why that is, but yeah. I like it. Well, speaking of the blue chips, how interesting is Ooh, it? We're almost back up to 10K. Let's go. How interesting is it that one company controls the top four projects? I didn't see that coming. Um, is Moonbirds not in the top four? Nope. In terms of volume, it's CryptoPunks at 40000 of the last 30 days, then Board Ape at $37,000 over the last 30 days, and other deed at 22000 and 19000 Yeah, all ETH volume. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They wowie. run shit, dude. They, they run the shit around here, man. I'm telling you, you don't want to get on their bad side. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like. They'll come after you. 
He'll come I've after heard. you, dude. Yeah, so. A lot of concentration. A lot of concentration around the big daddies, which makes me think there has to be one of the things in a bear market. And Pew and I did some content uh, coming in on a year and a half ago uh, during an NFT bear market. And one of the things is, is that in bear markets, there is incredible mispricing of things, incredible mispricing of things like X copy in that cycle. Yeah. Uh, but there's incredible mispricings of things. And we saw it last time as well. Cause we'd be like, why is one of these things worth like three of this garbage? Mm -hmm. You know, like why is one X copy worth three of these absolute junk NFTs that are trading right now at whatever price, right? Y you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. Exactly. And so I've been trying to look at like, you know, like some like potential, you know, mispricings or like missed opportunities in the market. Like, for example, like Clone X is at 11.25, right? Like Board Ape Kennel Dog is at 8.35. Like, literally, the kennel dogs in the Board Ape ecosystem is almost as much as like a Clone X. Like, is that a mispricing? Not saying it is, right? But like, is that like maybe a, implying it? Yeah, I may be implying that there's a potential you know, mis mispricing going on, which like in this, in this flight to quality, um, like some things in, in a bear market, some things are going to get mispriced. Like should a me bit, two me bits be worth like one clone X, you know what I mean? Or like, should the flagship of like a literal Nike acquired company be trading at a little bit more of a relative premium to a kennel dog or a me bit, you know? Well, my question is, how much should a sperm NFT be worth? Because that's on the leaderboard. That's that's thirty eight right now. And and uh, there's been here's the crazy thing when you look at the volume, it falls off steeply. Steeply, it's super concentrated. Steep. Like if you look at the thirty days, like uh, 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 Moonbirds doesn't even have impressive volume. Really, it's like, I mean, I guess it's relative. It's like eleven thousand over thirty days. That's not that's not like terrible, but when you compare it to like Board Ape Yacht Club at thirty seven thousand or CryptoPunks at forty thousand, like you know that's a big drop off. I will say for the traditional art market though, and when you look at like uh, the Damien Hurst and stuff like that, the daily volume that exists there, which is okay, forty seven ETH, not all that much, but forty seven uh, forty seven times, you know, twelve hundred fifty six thousand a day. I don't know what Damien Hurst in the art market does on a daily basis. Yes, he has like huge sales that occur, but I think it's it's interesting just to see. There's a lot of people that'll probably be like, "Yeah, this uh, this is something to go after." Uh, there is completely switching for a moment. Would you buy any of these other like do, OK Bears still at a uh, twenty three hundred? Oh, sorry, a hundred um, soul. Pio's saying no. Why would you buy? So look, the OK I'm, Bears. I'm, I'm just thinking of like, are there alternative no, projects? Because a lot of the ones that we have been sucked like a magnet to are the ones that we want. So I look at, I think of Moonbirds. I think of CryptoPunks. I think of the Fidenzas. I think of all the things that we mentioned. But we all know what the blue chips are. But are there any that you could go buy today that maybe give you an insane upside on a percentage basis? that we're missing out on, like, like yeah. OK Bears, like uh, one of these other projects. Like I was joking about Sperm NFT, that one's randomly on there. And you're like, where the hell is this thing coming from? 
You got Japanese Born Ape Society. That sounds like junk. Um, and it's literally just copies. I mean, that's just another Bored Ape copy. That's crazy. Um, you had Bagner. That's now down to 0.02. Remember that pump and dump? I mean, it, it's pretty insane, uh, some of these. But are there any that you could buy that have long-term? I think of like even... Um, what was the one that Micah G liked uh, with a W? Uh, what, um, not Wonder or what? The what, Wanderers? The Wanderers. I think of like these sorts of projects that all existed that we were looking at being like, yo, this team is huge. Heaven Computer, remember that one? I think of like- People um, need to still be, be, like if you're investing in the startups in the NFT space, people still need to be making them. I think what you're looking for is probably more of an art thing. And it, Oh, it, damn. It's like it would be like a random. It kicks. What what's going on? Clonex is actually at a nine point five floor. So it's it's not eleven. No, that's on OpenSea. Um, there's uh, on XY X two Y two. There's one for like nine point five. There's Killa Bears. I'm looking at this thing. Three point eight thousand ETH in uh, secondary volume. I I don't like these things. I'm just pointing out that there's like so those are new ones trying to make it. And then we have all the ones from last year that we're trying to uh, Animitas. Remember yep. that one? Well, the pro, uh, Laguna Carta said something very good in uh, our chat today. And she said that the market places a premium on projects that can like maintain attention, right? Cause that's such a huge part of like NFTs and price appreciation is the amount of attention that you can maintain on your project. And there's very few people out there that are very good at doing it. Um, rest in peace, Beanie was a great one, despite his flaws or whatever. That guy was masterful at maintaining a dominant attention on a project. Like, remember Wolf Game? It seems like a lifetime ago. But in December, like, Wolf Game was like the topic of discussion on Twitter for like three weeks or something like that. Like, it was absolutely insane. Very few people are like good at that. So we have all these projects that are maybe doing interesting things, but they can't capture any attention, right? Remember and Look then, Labs? That was another one. No, yeah, it came I mean, out of Beanie. What happened to that? Yeah, a complete fart in the air, but that fart uh, was in the air for a while. I'll tell you that much. I made Although money that, wasn't, that project. That wasn't Beanie's project. He invested no. in it. Yeah, he just invested in it. Um, so the I mean, CEO w w was replaced and then replaced again. Yeah, because I mean, if you th if you think like the market has like any project with like that real big potential, like the market's getting so good at pricing it these days, I feel like, right? You know what I mean? Like the good stuff has already been priced up. I mean, there has to be some gems hidden in the market right now. For uh, sure, Elizabeth mentioned Azuki. We haven't discussed that for a while. Twelve point five four floor. Not touching it. Not for me. Yeah, too much baggage. Isn't that insane that it still has a twelve point five four floor though? Yeah. I wonder why. I think there's a lot of people that just really felt. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. Like I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful PFP project. Um, and I think a lot of people from very different backgrounds. Like I have a lot of people that I know in like Singapore and like Southeast Asia that really fell in love with this project. You know what I mean? And they they like enjoyed it um, immensely. Just for me, it's just like the baggage that comes along with it. I just feel like it's always there's always going to kind of be a stain on it that maybe it's going to make the price lag below what it would we, otherwise be. Well, but Bert comes up with like 10 KTF again. What's 10 KTF? 10 KTF probably is the answer. Yeah, there we yeah. go. 10 KTF. There, I like that as a solution. 
It's you guys want to all start though. buying again? Be and the only ones buying? Restart this bull market? Point fifty five ETH floor, baby. Someone's discussing um, some commenters like, man, y'all aren't going to discuss Saudis? Like, there's, get, there's get, nothing are to you discuss. Kidding? Are you serious? It's the biggest nothing burger in the I world. Will say, I don't want to give it I any will say, time. There was a subset of Arabic people who had set up a space I saw this morning where they felt some connection to this project. I don't know if it's bullshit or not, like what the situation was, but I did see that space. So like there may be a community within it. I have no idea. But uh, a lot of these projects are absolutely ridiculous. No one's going to care about these in a um, period of time. And it's just, it's just a messed up thing to be... Um, I don't know. I think it's a weird, it's a weird project, and it's pretty. It, I don't know if they think it's racist, but it it feels racist. It it definitely doesn't feel not racist. Um, <laughs> I'm the, like, uh, I mean, come on, man. And someone someone I, mentioned the Habibis, which which are still have a point three eight ETH floor, but like, but that was different. What are you doing with these things, though? Like all these things, there were so many projects that we could go through that went through. Um, Serious runs. I'm going to do an analysis on that and actually come back with some real data um, that we can use. What do you all think about the J Jenkins drop that's happening right now? I mean, I, I don't want to pay a massive premium on the secondary for it, but if I yeah. was on an allow list, I would definitely mint it. Because there's the more supply the coming, right? It's called Azurba. So A Z U R B. Um, it's not on secondary right now. Okay. You sure it's A-Z-U-R? Yeah, yes. Azure Bala. Azure Bala. Not on secondary yet. And uh, mm. my dog's getting out of hand. I'll be right back. Well, let's just wrap, dude. No, it's now it's you and me. Let's talk. No, I, I think we should wrap. I, I have other things to go to. Like, we don't need to, like, this, this ain't dog time. Let me just exit. Pio's out here tweeting while we're on the show. I want to be clear about that. I saw him take from Discord a meme that was in Discord, posted it on Twitter, and this is the guy saying to stay focused. Can't even make it through a whole show. Hey, it's been really fun uh, having you all here. Remember, smash that subscribe, lick Yo, that it's, like it's button. Bored and Dangerous is the name. Bored and Dangerous. Point twenty two ETH floor. Ah. Uh, Dreamers game. What's the mint price? What, what's the what's the what's the mint price? I'll be right around point two. The mint's point two, probably. Yeah, Maybe I think I think. Uh, Why well, said it was? Uh, I think they said it was a uh, reverse. Yeah. yeah, it was a Dutch auction. Shout out to Jenkins the Valet, Bored and Dangerous, Azure Bala. They sponsored Friday's show. Really good peeps over there. Cool project. They got Neil Strauss, best-selling author. He rolls out of bed. And sells out, you know, ends up on the bestsellers list. So, oh, yeah, that was playing music from there. What did you hear that? I hear it I right now. It's anything. like the monkey noises. It's not playing for people, though. Oh, right, right. So, I'm off that page now. Mm, mm. It's a good track. <laughs> I think, yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for watching, everybody. Catch you guys next time.